guys, welcome back to the King in It podcast with myself, Craig Holmes. And me, and me. And this little gem, this little legend, this little beauty. Yes, Craig. Captain Go! Bannister. <laughs> Thanks very much for the wonderful introduction. You're welcome, babes. So we are live again from Custard the Bus. This time, not such a glamorous view. We're back in Barry because we had to come and pick some bits up. Craig, so, uh, Craig had to come back for whiskey. Like, don't lie. We're not here for anything important. Oh, it's very important. It's whiskey. <laughs> Someone sent me a bottle of whiskey. I had to come back for it. We're only like an hour away, so... Just just mid-Wales trip. You know, we just have to come back. It's fine. <laughs> I did forget my pillow as well. Oh, and the charger for my watch. Yeah. Things happen. How, how great was it that we weren't that far away from home? And it was mad. We were literally just, yeah, an hour away. We've seen donkeys, highland cows. We've been in the mountains. It's hey, been bloody brilliant. Hey, don't give it away. This is going up before the vlog. Well, if you're a podcast listener, congratulations. Congratulations. This is an exclusive just for you. Bloody first, isn't it? Well so, done, well done. So this season is season four. We've done a couple of seasons, haven't we? Yeah, we're veterans now, aren't we? So make sure you go back. If you haven't checked them out, we've done some mad challenges around the world. But obviously, lockdown came, so we like new formats, new idea. Captain B came up with this belter. Uh, so the format is uh, mana mana mashup. <laughs> it's uh, whatever we fancy whatever that week. Whatever we bloody want. <laughs> <laughs> so this season is a bit different. So here's what to expect. You're going to learn. Uh-huh. Maybe you'll learn those buttons one time this year. You're going to have your minds blown. Yes. You're going to let... That's a good line to fuck up, isn't it? You're going to get to know how stupid we are. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully it's going to make you laugh as well. See, Craig, like, you're the smart one, so if you could just play your part, that'd be great, because that makes me look really silly. Uh, there's also a competition that we're running there this is. season. So we'll, uh, we'll let you know about that at the end of the podcast. To yeah. Remind me to bring that back up. Yeah, so you have to listen to the whole thing to be able to win something. That's just how it goes, isn't it? <laughs> you have to You have, you to, have to be dedicated. <laughs> um, so last week, we left you on a riddle. Can you remember what the riddle was? Oh, not a clue. No, I haven't got a clue. For those of you who either missed it or can't remember, on, the riddle was, at night they come without being fetched by day they are lost without being stolen what are they say it one more time at night they come out without being fetched by day they are lost without being stolen what are they no not a clue an owl the stars oh that's lovely it's nice there it is nice it could be anything though couldn't it not really yeah it could just the stars, mate. So if you got that right, congratulations. Yeah, well done. This episode is about space. Fl flipping space, and mate. And the universe. If my mum, right, if, like in year four or something, and she was like, aim, when you're 31, you're going to be on a, on a podcast talking about space, I'd be like, shut up. With no, the equivalent not. of Ryan Cox. <laughs> um, not sure why we're doing this one. I have had to educate my, myself severely over the past um, <laughs> three hours. Drastic. It has been. And I've learned a lot and it is very fascinating. But if you start talking about black holes and shit, Craig, I'm going. Why? Like, I am leaving the bus. Because I don't understand it. Well, maybe I'll tell you something about it. Okay. Make so, it real simple, you know. Sorry. You know, thick man's terms. <laughs> Give me that, yeah? Thick man's terms. <laughs> <laughs> Before we jump into the podcast, we want to thank our sponsor for this yes, season. We do. The lovely legends over at Surfshark. Surfshark. Surf I said Surfshark. Right, that's what you've got, is it? <laughs> it's the shark, remember? <laughs> okay. <laughs> 
Tell them about Surfshark, babe. What is it? Why do people need it in their lives? Surfshark is a VPN, virtual private network. It sounds really posh and really riddlesome, but it's not. So all you need to do is just download the app. You can get it on your phone, your laptop, and it is basically like a big brother. It will protect you from, from viruses, from malware, from ads, things that you don't want on your computer, it will save you from. So like my mum the other day, she downloaded like... Oh, Helen, what, what have you been up she to? Have? She downloaded something on her computer. It cost her twenty nine ninety nine. I was like, mum, no, just no. Just get Surfshark. It's very, it's very cheap. We've used it since before, before they even approached us to do this advert. So we truly rely on it and we can recommend it, can't we? 100%. Best part is you you get access to you can unlock fifteen of the largest Netflix country libraries. Yeah, yeah, that's really Are you cool. You kidding me, mate? <laughs> if you haven't watched enough in lockdown anyway, but you know if you're an American, get access to BBC iPlayer mm-hmm. and uh, all kinds of other things that you wouldn't usually get. Yeah, or even if you're traveling to other countries, like you can put it on when you're in the airport. It will save you, save anybody from sort of looking at your private data and mm. stealing it. Basically, yeah, if you're on public Wi-Fi, you're a target for yes. identity theft. That's right. That happened to me years ago. Not identity theft, what but someone nicked like 400 quid. They bought a laptop on my, my card. You 400 quid in your for, account? Yeah, gone, mate. You were rich, Greg. I was back then, yeah. They bought a laptop. And, and then I met you. Buggers. I know. Where, where in the world? What part of the country? I don't know. Didn't tell oh, me. They, they said, did it to my mum as well. Did they? They bought like a train ticket to London and like a LucasAid. She was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> it's so weird. But she didn't have Surfshark She though, did, did not, she? Craig. She did not. Unbelievable. So if you're interested in Surfshark, it's cheap anyway, but yeah. we got a deal for you. Yeah. 83% off. <laughs> Absolute joke. It's a joke. three months for free. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, oh. yeah. It's really good. Honestly, I would recommend everyone get it. So all you have to do is go to surfshark.deals forward slash R-Y-O-W podcast for your exclusive King in It discount. You're welcome. Right then, space. Let's get into it. What's your thoughts on space, Aim? What do you oh, think about when I you think, think about space? I think of like a black with stars in it and a couple of galaxies. Just a couple. Aliens, some planets and lots of... Energy. Yeah. What about you, Hon? <laughs> yeah, pretty much the same. <laughs> yeah. What's out there? No, don't don't copy me. Oh, what do you think? It just blows my mind how incredibly big it is and how we know like about 1% of what's out there yeah. just through like telescopes because yeah. we can't even get that far really Yeah. as a species. We've yeah. not really done that well. I think we have. <laughs> I mean, we might fight with this one, but we, we went to the moon. Did we though? Here we go. If you haven't listened to Conspiracy Theories, the last episode, go back and listen to that one. (laughs) We talk about that in detail. I think if I got Neil Armstrong on the phone now, he'd have something to say to you, Craig. I'd be like, Neil, why are you lying to the people, mate? (laughs) Lying lying to make friends, Neil. (laughs) So the Big Bang Theory, what is it, Aim? Tell them. Big Bang. Uh... So, so um, in, in my head, it's, uh, two massive, massive planets that we've never heard of before smashed together. This is news to me. Created a huge bang of rippling waves of energy and particles and created life form on the floor. Uh, <laughs> on the floor. Started with a smaller than maggots shaped species and then eventually are formed into a monkey and then a human that is it in the nutshell in a nutshell i'm not sure where you got the two planets clashing though where did you get that from i have no idea That's there's no planets before the big bang it was just literally nothing okay so what banged together then it's just a big explosion wasn't it 
God's mum with the pans, a la. <laughs> <laughs> God's mum. He's taking all the credit. She she's not online, so she doesn't know what's going on. God's online, like it was me. <laughs> Hang on a minute. What did you say? There was no planets. What what was it then? There was nothing before the Big Bang. There was yeah, no but time. Something... There was no time. Think about that. Time didn't exist. No, no, no. Before the Big Bang. That's enough, right? Just <laughs> calm down. Right. So nothing banged together to create a bang? No. Well, there was a bang. I don't know what it was from. Moving on. Yeah. So I'll... I've got a little paragraph here about the I've universe. I've got too many questions. I know you have. You've got too many to for be... me to answer. Yeah, I'm yeah. not Brian Cox. <laughs> I'm a, I'm a shit version of Brian Cox. Um, so, this is what I said. It said, the universe has not existed forever. It was born 3.82 billion years ago. All matter, energy, space, and even time erupted into being a titanic fireball called the Big Bang. I've got so many questions with that sentence. The fireball began expanding and out of the cooling debris, they eventually congealed the galaxies, great islands of stars of which our Milky Way is is among an estimated two trillion. This, in a nutshell, is the Big Bang Theory. There you go. Uh, sorry, can you repeat that? I have no idea what you just said. <laughs> that was quite a tongue twister, that, so I'm not going to say it again. Yeah, well, d- well done for that. Uh, cool. So what do you think was before it? <laughs> before what, sorry? <laughs> uh, the Big Bang, you, you in the room. What do you want me to say? I was going to say, scientists don't know, but today you've got a world exclusive on the podcast from Dr. Captain Bannister. Right. But you just said there was nothing. Worlds. Other worlds. Um, I think I read somewhere that the sun will eventually explode and and pull everyone in into like a black hole or something. Oh. So maybe that happened before. Maybe. Maybe this whole illusion of the world and the, the, the... Illusion? the space has been going on for absolutely forever mm. for forever so we're th- just new age but really if it's going to be going on for billions of years before that it could have gone on for billions of years before that so, it would have just been different anyway have you got any stories today about space babes let's kick it off with you you go on well i thought i'd, I'd kick it off with some facts oh go on then but i like a quite fact. good at facts uh, yeah. don't google these um, <laughs> and don't ask me any questions because i don't know so they're not facts are they're just lines they're 100 percent fact dual based statements on google so um space is completely silent imagine that Getting up there, like no birds, no wind, nothing. Do you know what the problem with that is? It wouldn't be silent for me because I've got tinnitus. I'd be in space oh. like that. Boom. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to say, it wouldn't be silent for me. You know if I went with you because I'd get... <laughs> <laughs> Every three to four minutes after eating curry. <laughs> there is an uncountable number of stars in the in the known universe. Yeah. Like, think about that. Someone has said about the same... Stars in the observable universe as grains of sand in all of the world's beaches. That's mad. Just That's mad. Just it. picking up a handful of sand. There's like mm-hmm. a couple of hundred thousand grains of sand. Kind of the same with me and friends. Got a lot, a lot of friends. Quite popular. You've got more friends than stars in the observable universe. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> None of them like you though, do they? <laughs> The Apollo astronauts' footprints on the moon will probably stay there for at least 100 million years. Bullshit, they didn't go. <laughs> 99% of our solar system's mass, 99% is the sun. Really? 99% of our solar system's mass is the sun. 
That's mad. No questions. Yes. (laughs) That's the answer. (laughs) Yes. All right. So if you were to put loads of Earths into the sun to fill it, Mm. how many Earths do you think it would take to fill the sun? 100,000. Over 1 million. Really? Yeah. I know. That's mad. But if you think about it, you know, we've done the Mongol Rally. I I don't don't like to mention it. I don't like to mention it, but we've driven like a lot of the world and it's not that big. It's not, is it? He's looking at me. In terms of what? Bigness. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we drove 12,000 miles across it. Yeah, we drove from Wales to Russia. And that's a good... That was a third of the world. That's a third of the planet. Yeah, and it took us 70 days. And that's grand. It wasn't even that bad, like... I mean, we drove like 14 hours a day I know, for most, it was, I most know. days. Looking back on it, I'm like, yeah, <laughs> it was wicked. Looking back, but it's we actually did massive. Cry. Yeah, but that's what I mean. The world isn't that big. Mm. It could be bigger. More energy from the sun hits the earth every hour than the planet uses in a year. Really? That's mad, That's a mad fact. That's a mad fact. Well, it it's so big that it burns you. Do you know what I mean? As yeah, a human, the rays from the sun, which is like... God knows how many miles away, burns your skin. Thanks, sir. Brian Cox. Just so you know, <laughs> is a fact for you. Get your SPF here today. The sun burns you. <laughs> <laughs> if two pieces of the same type of metal touched in space, they would bond and be permanently stuck together. Is that true? It's a fact. Oh, they can't have foil on the space station then. They'd never get their sarnies out. Never get their sarnies out, Craig. <laughs> or they'd have to eat the foil. <laughs> One day on Venus is longer than a year on Earth. Okay, so there's a question for you now. Mm. How do they know that? Well, the rotation of it. See, why are you so clever? What is Unless you was... I, I was... <laughs> like, before I read on in the paragraph, I was like, how the fuck did they know that? <laughs> like, who's gone there? Who's been watching Venus for this long? And then they said the rotation. I was like, ah, oh, yeah. Because the, yeah, Cause. it's 24 hours for the full <laughs> rotation of the Earth, isn't it? Space is just so simple, really. you just got to read. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, asteroids and meteorites. Yeah. What's the difference? Don't worry, babes, I'm about to tell you. Okay. So an asteroid is is a large, rocky body in space in orbit around the sun. But a meteoroid is a much much smaller rocks or particles in orbit around the sun. If a small asteroid or large meteorite survives its fiery passage through the Earth's atmosphere and lands on the Earth's surface then it is called a meteorite. So that's the difference between the two. All I got from that was fiery passage. <laughs> you know why? Yes, because we had that weird curry thing earlier. <laughs> I, I came in, I was like, the best stinks of curry. It does smell like curry, doesn't it? It smells like a fiery passage. We'll, we'll do soon. <laughs> so, what are the chances of getting hit by a meteorite? You want to know? I want a multiple choice answer, please, Drive. Okay, is it one in 100,000, mm-hmm. one in 10 million, yeah. or one in 1.6 million? I'm going to go for B, please, Clive. B, one in 10 million? Yeah. <clears throat> is it the latter? It is the latter. Yeah. What... I wanted it to be, but then that would give me more of a chance of being hit in the face by one, wouldn't it? So, <laughs> <laughs> so the chances of getting hit by a local meteorite or a comet impact is one in 1.6 million. Do you know how many people have actually been hit by them? One. Just ever? One? No, it might be more. I don't know what the actual number is. But I've got a story here about this woman who got hit by one. Of course you have. So this unfortunate lady... What, like 
Is she still alive? No, no. Oh, did she I die? don't think so. This is in 1954. Let me tell you the story. All right. So the most famous case in the US on a clear afternoon in Alabama in 1954, Anne was napping on her couch. Me and Anne are going to get on very well. <laughs> she was covered by quilts when a softball-sized hunk of black rock broke through the ceiling, bounced off the radio and hit her in the thigh, leaving a pineapple-shaped bruise. Oh, she just had the bruise. Oh, well, that's all right. She had a bruise, right? This is a photo. There's a photo of her. Oh, let's have a look. I'll show you this now. She looks like she's milking it, to be honest. She so knows, would I? She knows she's having a photo. Oh, mate, you be... And she's, like, closing her eyes like she's... Like, oh, oh, fucking hell, Anne. Oh, it's black, big black on her, just, like... A thigh. Blech. Just up, up a bit on your thigh. Oof, that's a killer. Well, what I don't get, it uh, bounced off the radio. The radio. So she's either got a bulletproof radio, because it was still going 100 miles an hour, or there's something fishy here. How do you know her radio still works? <laughs> that ain't in the picture. Smash the smithereens. <laughs> this lady fought with her landlord over the ownership of the rock. So basically, it landed in her house, right. and the landlord was like, "That's mine because it's my house." And she's like, "No, I live here, mate, and I got hit by it." What who do you think? Look at my pineapple-shaped bruise. Oh, oh yeah, she got <laughs> hit by it. Like I claim that. <laughs> I know. I wouldn't even tell him about it. But poor Anne. Apparently, it was a back and forth. She ended up having a nervous breakdown. Oh, because of it. Yeah, because of the the asshole with her landlord. Give what? me his name and address. I know. What an absolute bell end. Imagine that, though. Imagine that for a story. Got it by an asteroid, mate. Imagine. <laughs> you know I'd be milking that. I'd be ringing up NASA and being like, it's here. Yeah. What What? What can I get for it? <laughs> yeah. This is either going on eBay or you give me a massive sum of money. Mad. So just to put that into perspective about the chances of getting hit by one. Yeah. So you've got a 1 in 90 chance of being in a car accident. Oh, that's really low. 1 in 250 of being in a fire or dying in a fire, one in 60,000 of dying in a tornado, one in 135,000 for lightning, one in 8 million for a shark attack. Is it? Yeah. That's crazy, isn't it? Wow. I thought it would be more than that. I know. So would I. But I think, yeah, I think it's just because it's so scary and then you hear those stories and you're like, oh, you think your numbers are higher. I suppose, but... yeah. And you've got a one in 195 million chance of winning the lottery. Oh, bugger, I'm not paying for that anymore, then. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Craig, I'm going to talk to you next about talk astronauts. Astronauts, okay. So, if you had to guess, from here, from where you're sat right now, to the moon, how many kilometres are we going for? Oh, 385,000. Was that a guess? Yeah. <laughs> 384,400. <laughs> you been? <laughs> I did go once, you been yeah. Moon? I did. I had my step counter on. <laughs> what a guess that was. That was a hell of a guess. Well done. So, if you wanted to become an astronaut, you will need 10 years preparation, including six years of schooling and two years of professional experience. They don't delve into what that professional experience is. Right, so. Um, you have to possess a master's degree in a STEM field. Don't ask me what that means. Including engineering, biological science, physical science, computer science, or maths from an accredited institution. Don't they get, like, not that good money for all that as well? Hold the phone. They also need to have at least two years of related professional experiences. For example, 
um, like a pilot in a jet aircraft or something like that. And be able to pass the NASA long duration flight astronaut physical. So I'm out. On, on, just on that last one, I'm out. That's just a shame. Remember that, job, that one job you could have had in NASA, though? Yeah. When they were like, we need people to sleep in a bed for, for six, six months. months. Yeah. That would have been perfect for you. Oh, I mean, I wish I'd have gone for it, but I would have been really scared. Why? To go on my own. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be on my own, would I? I'd go with Travel Sick Tracy. You, why would you get Travel Sick in a bed? No, no, no. In space? No, no. You literally, they wanted people to be in a bed for six months. In no, non-gravity? No, no, no. Yeah. No. What's the point then? Because they wanted to see like the effects on, on the human body. It was a NASA project. It was nothing to do with going into space. There was no gravity. There has to be no gravity. How are they going to do zero gravity for six months? It costs They've an absolute fortune. They've got one in, in America somewhere. It's not that. Trust me. It was literally to sleep in a bed. Let me fucking Google this now. What am I Googling? <laughs> NASA job, sleep in for six months. All right, he was right, but it was two months, and they pay you $19,000 to stay in bed. It's to study how the body changes in weightlessness. There you go. That would have been perfect. Imagine that. I would have two months off, two months of freedom without Amy. All the things I could do, all the places I could go. You can't go nowhere. You're in bed. No, you're in bed. I got got two months off, love. (laughs) Me and Kester, they're going off. (laughs) Actually, fine by me. (laughs) I have to get to rest, rest up. My favourite thing to do is get into bed. You love it, don't you? Any time of the day. I do love it. If there's anyone from NASA that needs a a subject and they're listening to this... Which, yeah, they probably are. Give Captain B a shout. I'm here for you. Okay. All right, so you said about them not getting paid that well. Mm. This is is really true. Like, how much do you think they get paid you? Isn't it like 120 grand or something like that? Well, according to a NASA job listing... A civilian astronaut can earn between $66,000 and $161,000. I mean, $161,000, that's a great great bit of money. But it's a big jump, like, what's... I know, but $66K, what's that, like, 50 grand in UK? You've gone to school for 10 years, you're a pilot. You've got a degree. Why don't you just be, like, a secret agent or a James Bond? Yeah. Why do you want to go to space and risk your life on one flight for, like, 50 grand a year? It is very risky. You're right. I know most of these astronauts love it, do you know what I mean? They're in it because they love the science. They Mm. want to discover a new... You know, a bit of soil on the moon or whatever. But it is strange, though, isn't it? It is risking your life. And mm. why they don't get paid more, I just don't know. Especially the amount of money that's around space and NASA. I know. And how much they literally cost. like The fuel would probably cost more than their yearly wage. Uh-huh, I know. For just the takeoff. That's crazy. All right, so how, so how much does it cost to send an astronaut to space? Have a guess. Per seat. Per seat? Yeah. 10 million. More. More? 20 million. More. 100 million. $81 million <laughs> per seat. Friggin I tried Nora. to Google why, why that was. And NASA just said that the cost of sending astronauts into the International Space Station aboard a Russian Soyuz rocket is estimated at $81 million per seat. It didn't say why it cost that much. Crikey Moses. Or, or nothing like that. So then I decided to ask Oof. Google, can I buy the moon? <laughs> <laughs> He said no. He basically said, uh, (laughs) the moon is like the sea. Everyone can use it, but no one can own it, which is bullshit. I bet bet you give it 10 years, someone will own the moon. And there'd be Airbnb and out to people and they'd be making money off it somehow. No camping signs on the moon. Yeah. (laughs) We'll be struggling with that, aren't we? (laughs) Don't empty your grey waste on the moon. Um, Then I asked, can I fall off the moon? Wondering like if I went up there and I just sort of 
you know, toddled off on my own, accidentally fell off the side, would I fall off the side? You wouldn't, would you? No. Um, <laughs> although you can jump very high on the moon, there oh, is no... imagine that would be so fun. That would be so much fun. <laughs> yeah. I'd actually love that. That would be class. There's no need to worry about falling off it, because you need to be going very fast to be able to do that, like How more fast? than two kilometres per second to escape the moon's surface. Oh, that's quite fast. However, Craig, this is the thing, right? right. Go on. You can't fall off the Earth's surface. It's round. There's nothing to fall off the side of. Right. So why is there on the moon if the moon's the same shape as the Earth? Why is what? What's the question? You can't fall off the side of it. I don't know why you thought you could. It's got a gravitational pull. So. You... But I've asked that, and they said, don't worry. You don't need to worry about that. You won't fall off. Yeah, it's got its own gravity. Yeah, but you can fall off, is what they're saying. Yeah, but if you go like a stupid... Uh, obviously, because you can jump higher, the gravitational pull is not as strong as the Earth's one. So you're saying, I'm not going to fall off because I'll just fall off the edge because there's a drop. No, you're no, saying no. gravity will pull me Yeah, it's got, nothing away. To do with, it's got nothing to do with edges. It's not like it's a box and you fall <laughs> off the edge. No, okay, all right. Next bit of talk <laughs> is right. Um, when you see the pictures of the moon and the men on the moon, mm. I read this somewhere the other day, the girl said, you can see the curve on it. You can... you." You can't see loads of land behind them. They, you can see that you can see space. You can see black behind them, can't you? On the moon. Yeah. Right. So what's your point? So if you were to stand on Earth, you're not going to see all the sky behind you. You've got shit around you. Do you know what I'm saying? What you can mean? see the sky over there. No, I know, but I don't know what your point is. There's there's nothing on the moon. Like there's no mountains mm. blocking your view. There's no there's no. Do you know what I mean? And and the, there's no. There isn't, like, we've got an atmosphere, so we've got yeah, sky and clouds right, and rain, right, right. but you talk don't have about, that on the moon. Talk about the, the <sighs> desert. If you were right. standing on the desert, all you'd see is sand for miles. Right. You don't see moon for miles. You see black and you see a bit of, bit of floor. That's because it's all fake, that's why. This is what I'm trying it's to get It's a studio, it's a studio. But I don't believe it's fake, but... I'll have to show you some pictures and see if anybody out there knows what I'm talking about. Comment. I know what you're. I know I can understand what you're saying, but yeah. it's because there's literally nothing. Like if you remove. Yeah, but there's nothing in the in the desert, but you can still see loads of floor. <laughs> For as as far as your eye can see, you can see sand. Right. So what's your point? It's there the same on the moon. You can just see moon, moon. floor. <laughs> there isn't. It doesn't go on forever. You Maybe see it's moon just the and angle you see of the photo, possibly, but they're kind of most of the ones I've seen. This has been a thing. <laughs> How big is space? Uh, fucking massive, mate. Is that an answer? <laughs> yeah, you can write that on your paper if you want. Okay. You get a, a mark down, though. Um, in forms of what? Miles? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, uh, well, not miles, like light years. Like, what is a light year? So a light year is a unit of astronomical distance equivalent to the distance that light travels in one year. Okay. So essentially, it is nearly six trillion miles. Is wow. one one light, light year, year is six trillion miles? What's a what's a light year look like? Not that's what does not it a look thing. like. It's a distance, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> fine. <laughs> so the universe is incredibly huge. It would take a modern jet fighter more than a million years to wow. reach the nearest star to the sun. Travelling at the speed of light. Shut up. So if it was travelling 300 kilometres per second, it would take 100,000 years to cross our Milky Way galaxy alone. So no one knows the exact size of the universe, 
because we cannot see the edge if there was one. All we do Could know... Could I fall off that edge? <laughs> <laughs> no. All we do know is that the visible universe is at least 93 billion light years across. Oh my god. So one light year is six trillion miles. Okay, who's done that research? How do they know? Telescopes. You can't just, see that just, far. Just think about this, right? One light year is six trillion miles. One light year. Mm. The universe is 96 billion light years. That is a mind You blow. can't even imagine that as a no, scale. It's absolutely bonkers. But again, I would like to speak to the person who, who gathered this research because I don't think there's a telescope in the world out there that's that good. <laughs> they, it would be very expensive. I wish I could explain this to you because Amy always says this. Like, I said a fact to her earlier. She's like, yeah, but that's not... How do they know that? I'm like, it's, science, it's scientifically proven. It's yeah. not like they're just making it up. There's like... There's ways of calculating Lots things. Lots of money goes into science. They've got to give us something. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> lies is what lies. they're giving it's us. It's all lies. <laughs> oh, and I just want to say here, if you can hear the rain, it's because we are doing the podcast in Custard the Bus. Yeah, there's a bit of rain it's on the roof. raining. And there's also some uh, some construction going on outside, so if you can hear tractors <laughs> and stuff, that's what it is. Sorry about that. I came across something incredible when I was doing this research. Of course you did. Um, which I'd Don't never... try and be better than me. Just try and be better than me. <laughs> this is better than anything you've got. Um... <laughs> My next sentence is, can you get pregnant in space? <laughs> <laughs> so uh, I beg to differ. <laughs> why, what? <laughs> Carry on. Of course you can. Right. Neutron stars. Have you ever heard of a... Jimmy ne Neutron. Neutron star before. He was a, a child star, yeah. Yep, <laughs> different kind of thing, but yeah. Neutron star. No, I have no idea, Craig. So a neutron star, this is what it is. So when a massive star explodes, yeah. its scrunched up core forms something called a neutron, neutron star. Neutron stars are so dense that a teaspoon of their material would weigh more than Mount Everest. What? How absolutely mind-blowing is that? You have to have a good little think about that first, don't you? What? That's madness, isn't it? But can you get pregnant, though? <laughs> <laughs> so the explosion, when this happens, when a star explodes, it can um, the explosion can spin the neutron star at mind-blowing speeds of up to 600 rotations per second. Wow. Which is mad. So, like, a, a, an average neutron star is about... 16 miles across that's like the size of manhattan oh my god and so when it explodes it rotates 600 times a, a second so this neutron star is it just a star that is imploded exploded exploded yeah but it so yeah. it explodes to be 16 miles long and it's all still attached huh <laughs> i don't know the answer <laughs> to that all i know is that a neutron star is a when when a massive star explodes it's it's caught it all sort of goes in on itself yeah and then it becomes like this yeah it becomes a neutron star which is just you know like protons and neutrons yeah ish like positive and negative it's all it all just becomes the neutron part of it wonderful thank you for that craig <laughs> so the wrong kind of neutron star could wreak havoc on the earth this is mad so neutron stars can be dangerous because of their strong fields if a neutron star entered our solar system it could co cause chaos throwing off the orbits of of the planets and it could and if it got close enough even raising the tides that would rip the planet apart whoa 
But the closest known neutron star is about 500 light years away. How far is a light year? Not even listening in class. Unbelievable. Six, six trillion miles. Six, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's what I said. Considering Proxima Centauri, the closest star to Earth, at a little over four light years away, it has no bearing on that's our planet. That's how close the, the closest star closest is. Closest star is four, four light, years, light away. years away. How mad is that? Oh, and we can see it. Yeah. Oh my God! This is your mind so getting crazy. Is your head gonna pop? I just, I, I didn't think I'd be so interested in all this stuff. Where I'm like, I want to be a fucking scientist. <laughs> yeah, it's like, so. How mad. old am I? Have I got time? I know. I look doing this research. I was literally like, this is so interesting and oh, fascinating. That's brilliant. I think I'd actually make a sick scientist because I'd have so many questions. <laughs> yeah. I would need to find the answer. Yeah, you'd have to write them down though because you just forget. Otherwise. I'd have to write them down. Knowledge <gasps> is power. Is it? Is it like a science museum in London? Yeah, there's about fifty. Which what was it called? Um, there's, I'm not sure. We're going. We've been to one. No, we haven't. We've been to the Natural History Museum. Yeah, and then we went to the Science Museum next door straight after. Nah, I don't remember that. <laughs> that was light years ago. <laughs> <laughs> so apparently, there's two thousand neutron stars in our galaxy, but that that we know of, but they expect there to be billions more. So wow. look out, look out for neutron stars next time you're looking at the sky. I will. No problem. That's fantastic. Mad, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I really, really fact. cool. A teaspoon weighs more than a Mount Everest. Mad. Again, like, how do you know that? I know. Look, how do you know that, though? It's got a massive weighing scale. Ah, imagine. Someone just flies up there and just takes a little scoop, <laughs> comes back down. Cool. On their way back down, it's getting bigger and bigger, and they're like, oh, <laughs> it's Mount Everest. <laughs> it's massive. <laughs> Okay, so can you get pregnant in space? Um, <laughs> NASA's official policy forbids pregnancy in space. All right, pregnancy or pregnancy shagging. Female astronauts are tested regularly in the ten days prior to launch. Right, and sex in space is very much frowned upon. Is it? But how hard would that be? No gravity. How are we doing that? Then? It'd be easy. It'd be way easier. No gravity. You'd be like, you might poke her in the wrong spot, though. <laughs> <laughs> Nigel, O'Neill, Neil, it's the wrong bit. <laughs> Why is that? Why does no gravity matter on that, though? Because you, you can't, you're not down, so you're in the air together. You have yeah. to just hold each other together. Yeah. You just might hit the wrong spot, that's all. <laughs> you get it, though, don't you? <laughs> How do astronauts poop? <laughs> it's basically a suction hose that sucks out your bum. <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I think, like, if we were up there, though, I'd probably try and throw mine at you. <laughs> you like, would as well, like a I'd eight. throw it, and then I'd call you, and I'd wait for you to, like, I'd wait to see your reaction in slow-mo before it was, like, coming for your face. <laughs> I'd probably have time to get my phone out and record it as well. You dirty cow. <laughs> All right, so uh, Richard Garrier, a civilian who paid a reported $30 million to spend nearly two weeks on a space station, did not know you could do that, said, urine is, is suctioned by airflow into a tube, so good aim is key. Mm. The same with solid waste. But the problem is that it tends to be sticky, Ooh. and therefore it tends to stick to you. And so it's actually very tricky to separate yourself from what is coming out of you. And I, I think I know the answer. What's that? Scissors. 
keep them in the bathroom. <laughs> chop it off whenever it comes out, you know? What about the other bit, though? We Suck got... it back in. <laughs> <laughs> That'll be for next time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, how do they shower? So do astronauts shower? They don't. Rather, um, oh they use liquid soap and water and like a rinseless shampoo. So they squeeze the liquid soap and the water from pouches onto their skin, rub it round, um, use the rinseless soap with a little bit of water to clean their hair, and then they just use a towel to like dab it off, no dab way. off the excess water after. That's so they probably come home. I mean, I don't know how long astronauts spend in space. I suppose it can vary. Imagine spending six months up there, coming back and having a shower. Yeah. It would probably be the best feeling. Or a bath. Because you would never be fully washed, would you, or clean. But imagine coming back from space, though, and how heavy you would feel getting off. Yeah. You'd be like, oh, bloody hell. Is that, is yeah. that much I weigh? But that's it, isn't it? Like, I've got, I've got a little story about sort of... It, it kind of relates to the, the bone density and, and things that can happen when you go up to space. But... Um, this this is sending animals into space, right. which I fully, I hate. Mm. Uh, what I've read is just it's just atrocious, and I this is just a part I didn't know if I was going to put it in, but I just want to say that sending animals into space is totally cruel and really unacceptable. Like I really hope they don't do it yeah, to this day. It's pretty fucked up. Um, but back in 1957. Um, the second ever orbiting spacecraft carried the first animal into orbit, which is a dog called Laker. So they launched the Soviet Sputnik 2 spacecraft, mm-hmm. which I like the name of that. Um, but Laker died during the flight, as was intended, what? because the technology to return from orbit had not yet been developed. So they had fully, fully thought, right, we're going to put her up there, see what happens, but we can't bring her back, so she's going to die. That's so mean. That's horrible, isn't it? But yeah, they they also like to use uh, mice to investigate the long term effects that travel that the travel will have on our muscle and bones. Mm. Um, so once the mice arrive at the space station, one group will be repeatedly injected with the drug, which is thought to slow down the rate the rate of muscle wasting, while the other group will serve as controls. I don't know what that means. So over the next six weeks, the mice will be monitored via a live video feed and forced to carry out tasks to test their muscle strength all of the animals will then be killed and dissected up in space before their body parts are sent back to earth for further testing which is ridiculous i mean i it doesn't really have to be done if you're gonna do it just just do it on humans like if you're gonna take that risk volunteer volunteer. Yeah. yeah because animals don't have a voice yeah and i'm sure if if you were like oh laker do you want to go to space unless she was a proper like space freak who loved space and loved learning about space she's gonna be like nah but even if she was they're like you're gonna die though she's obviously not gonna say yes of course course. on a lighter note (laughs) um did you know that when you're in space there's no sensation in your head to tell you which way is up and which way is down think about that so when they've got sleeping pods in space they're literally just like a seatbelt to stop you like floating around the cabin but you can just sleep upside down left right up there's no no ways up and no ways down like you wouldn't get a head rush sleeping upside no. down really because yeah. nothing's upside down because there's no gravity that's crazy how mad is that I've got a little fact that goes with that our ceiling's leaking our ceiling's leaking oh brilliant that's because <laughs> it was raining on. that's great handiwork that <laughs> is 
So apparently, maybe. your arms float in front of you while you sleep in space. How <laughs> oh, freaky is that? Creepy as hell. They like come up like a zombie. Like a thriller video. Yeah. And apparently, chunks of your feet start falling off after Ugh. like a month in orbit. Because obviously, you don't, there's no dead skin. I'm not sure what that you means. You come back with the softest feet ever. Do you think? Yeah, that's what it means, isn't it? Because obviously, you're walking around all day, you get hard skin on your feet. But if you're in oh, space, yeah. there's no pressure on your feet, so you come back with little baby feet. Be nice, wouldn't it? I could do with going up there. Should we go to space just to sort our feet out? That would be a very expensive uh, pedicure. <laughs> okay, there was a there was a lady named Laurie. She received a birthday present off her husband for her 38th birthday, and it was like a small uh, spaceship model. And she's like, uh, thank you, Jeff, but <laughs> what is this? Um, but then she noticed the ticket. Mm. So he'd actually bought her a trip to space with Richard Branson's Virgin, Virgin Galactic. Right. My question to you is... Yes. For my next birthday. This no. is my, who's telling me now? This is my birthday present. Uh, just an FYI, it's my birthday in two weeks and I do not want a Virgin Galactic ticket. <laughs> That's Thank right, you very I'll go. Much. I'll take your place, baby. It's fine. So, uh, 250 grand per seat. Oh, wow. That's mad. It's not that much, though. No. If you think about it. Because that one guy paid 30 million, he got ripped off. He was there for a while, though, and it was ages ago. <laughs> so, yeah, lots of money. <laughs> So, yeah, basically, after years of waiting, Virgin Galactic is close to flying tourists to the edge of space, but it will be quite pricey. But it's not just Richard Branson that's doing it. Jeff Bezos has got one. NASA's got their own thing. You can go prime with Jeff as well. Go prime. Get there tomorrow. Get there the next day. (laughs) Cost you more, but it's worth every penny. 7 dollars more and you get get to space tomorrow. Elon Musk has obviously got one as well. Elon Gates, our our man. Elon Gates. So his is called SpaceX. um, And apparently SpaceX will have no shortage of customers. I wouldn't be happy with that, see. You'd be asking for a, a drink on the way up or some peanuts. There'd be peanuts and drinks all over the place. They would. People are so disrespectful. Especially yeah. if you've got an allergy. Yeah, people will take it up your leg room and They'd that. be like, I've paid half a million pounds for this. I'm going to eat my peanuts. <laughs> Wouldn't they, though? Yeah, I'd be like, mate, you're in my floating space. Do you want to <laughs> fuck off? Personal space and all that? No, but okay, would you go... I'd be there in a heartbeat. It'd be amazing. But you, but you wouldn't know, would you? Yeah, I would, 100%. No, no, because I'm not letting you go. No, I'm going. There's no way. Richard, I mean... if you're watching, if you're listening, I'm coming. But by the by the time we get to go, I think it will be safe. They'll have done so many. Yeah. Obviously, the, there is a risk, though. You know, it says the people who would, would be able to afford the flight, that would be assuming that they would be willing to risk their lives to go. Oh, so, yeah. I mean, you you get one chance. I'm going. But um, Casey Neistat did like zero gravity once, didn't he? And he, yeah. got, he got really ill. And he's like a... Oh, did he? He, he goes on boats and all kinds and... To go on boats, yeah. Hardcore. You know, like, he does that. He's mad, isn't he? He does everything. I go on boats, Greg. <laughs> you know, like speedboats, he skateboards, he skis, he surfs. He's very he, athletic yeah. guy, yeah. He's not the type of guy you think would get, like, travel sick. Yeah. But he was green on that video. Yikes. I can't remember where he went, but yeah, it was zero gravity. Oh, we should go. Yeah. We should, like, have a date and go there. I'm pretty sure he went into space. Let me just double check that. Like in our first, uh, one of our first podcasts, The Paranormal, we talked about, like, clairvoyance and, like, mind readers. And so mm. they give you, you know, your life on cards or something. Right, yeah. Would you go? Go to one of them? Yeah. No. You you wouldn't want to go? No, I think it'd be quite scary. 
Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. Because whatever she tell you, you maybe would be waiting for, or yeah, you like think he... it might play out differently because you knew. Well, I think it's you know like we always talk about manifestation and, and dreaming things into reality, and I think if someone told you like this is going to be your future, without subconsciously you would just lean towards it. And you'd be like, oh, well, she did tell me. Yeah, yeah, I suppose. You know, I mean, if it was a good thing, they're happy days, but... Yeah, yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Okay, so brand new section to the podcast. I'm just going to add this in every week now because I thought this is really funny. Hang on, you haven't ran it past me. I haven't, This is a joint venture, And that's Craig. for a reason. So this section of the podcast is called Would You Rather? Oh, is it PG or...? It's P- yeah, of course it's PG. Lovely. This is your favourite subject. So first one is... Cake. Yes, please. Would you rather have your breath smell like a bad fart or your laugh sound like a fart? I'll go for the laugh. <laughs> yeah. That would be so funny. That would be really funny. It would be funny, wouldn't it? It wouldn't be gross because your breath doesn't smell of it. People would laugh along with you. But imagine, imagine <laughs> your <laughs> laugh is no longer that. It's just, just a series it's of just... farts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it could be quite funny. My laugh would make people laugh. I'll go for that one. <laughs> But then when you fart... Hang on a minute, what's this got to do with space? It's nothing to do with space. Oh! <laughs> but when you fart, then there's a laugh out of your bum. Imagine that. That <laughs> usually happens. My mum will kill me, but she does that a lot. She'll laugh and fart at the same time. No, I mean, but she it's She did reversed. it in Asda once, and we had to walk really fast. <laughs> but what I'm saying is it's reverse. So your laugh is a fart, but your farts are then a laugh. That would be funny. That would be hilarious, actually. Because <laughs> someone would tell a joke, and then you'd be like... <laughs> Number two, would you rather be able to talk to land animals, animals that fly, or animals that live underwater? Underwater. Underwater? 100%. But remember, you can't really breathe underwater. So how would that work? We we got shit for that, haven't we? Lids and that? (laughs) Your face? (laughs) Snorkel masks, big ones. Snorkel masks? What are they called? Like divers wear them. You know, with the oxygen tanks and all that jazz. So. Scuba diving yeah, gear. gear. Yeah, but you can't talk with that on. Because you have to breathe through the mouthpiece. Uh, can they read? <laughs> can they read? No. They can just talk, they can't read. No. You don't know you know, a whale that can read? No. <laughs> but you don't say that to him. If he's just dyslexic, like, that's, that's an insult. Why? <laughs> <laughs> All right, so they can't read, so I can't hold signs up like, P.S. I love you. I thought they were doing lovely. No. Okay. Um, all right, land animals then. Don't ask me and then Don't bloody give up. You can judge still do my it. opinion. Well, remember in the Philippines, we put those helmets things and then we went under. Yeah. You could do that. But it'd what be, are those then? It'd be shallow though, so you wouldn't be able to talk to every whale. All right, well, nah, nah then. But you could talk to the little fish. But I could shout with with like a... Megaphone. The megaphone and be on the boat and be dry and everything. And they'd just come up and they'd be like, hi, Amy. Yeah, that's true. Yep, stick them to my guns. Uh, land. What would you ask? Trials. What would be the first question you'd ask a blue whale? How are you feeling today? <laughs> just to get a gist, babes, just get a gist of, of them and their personality. And what, if it, what if he was like, I'm feeling a bit blue? Do you want a hug? Huh? <laughs> oh, stop it. This is my dream. My <laughs> dreams will come true if this could happen. Maybe I can work with Elon Musk and we can figure something out. Because <laughs> that would be great. That is it. I'll, I'll think of two more for next week. Okay. So stay tuned for that. So that is it for this week's podcast. Hope you've enjoyed it. I've loved learning about space of you, babes. Me too. It is... 
it's like a, a subject topic type thing that I would love to know more about. Yeah. Um, and if there is, if you know of any like science museums, even if they're in like Pakistan, if they're good, we will go. Because I've found a newfound love now. But yeah. I'm going to be reading up on like black holes and stuff because I still don't get it. But yeah, really interesting stuff. It's mad. It's a mad world. Yeah, it? oh, it really is. We just scratched the surface with that, just guys. Just scratched it. Just so, scratched it. <laughs> maybe we'll do part two one day. <laughs> but yeah, if you're watching on YouTube, make sure you press subscribe. And if you are listening, make sure you give us a review and a rating. Because we're sitting at number 26 now in the charts. Oh, it's not nice. bad, but we have peaked at number one. On the travel charts. Travel in the UK, yeah. Love it. So leave us a... This is the competition. Yes. So leave us a five-star review. Has to be five-star. Has to be five-star. Kick star, and a good review as well. Yep. And uh, you could win some King and It merchandise. Brilliant. And, uh, and, and share it. And share you, it with if, the mates. If you have a good time, share it with your friends. Because we don't grow otherwise. If we ain't got no eyes on us, no one hears these absolutely fabulous... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Intelligent. <laughs> Episodes. <laughs> <laughs> so do us a favour, love. Share it with your mates. Share it around, yeah. Thanks for all the comments as well. Honestly. Oh, have you got a riddle? Oh, I do have a riddle. Well done for reminding me. You're the worst host. I, I did swear say, to God, you could never me. do this without I said me. To remind me. And I? I did. All right, here we go. I have cities, but no houses. I have mountains, but no trees. I have water, but no fish. What am I? Minecraft. No. (laughs) (laughs) Oh. Don't hurt yourself, bitch. I thought that was really good. (laughs) It was a good Um, guess, but... You've got cities, but no houses. Remember, don't answer it now, because we're going to give the answer next week. I have no idea what the answer is anyway. Have a think about it. So best of luck to you guys. Best of luck. We'll give you the answer in the next podcast. Uh, Until then. See you then. See you then. One, two, three. Bye. Bye.